We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday morning edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Board Studio here with you this morning. We will jump into our normal Thursday conversation with Jeffrey Wright here any minute. We'll go over Neil's picks. It's a pretty tight race. I think Neil has a one-game lead over me, maybe a three over Jeffrey, something like that. So uh, pretty close heading into week 10 of the college football season. Is that what it week is? Week 10. Week 10 of the college football season. Neil's picks up at rebelgrove.com. Pretty packed day on MPW Digital as well. So uh, Thanksgiving, three weeks from today. Okay. The uh, Iron Bowl and all those games. Three weeks from Saturday. November goes super fast. Football season is weird in that way, is that you feel like it just sort of starts and you hit the middle and you look up and go, hell, there's only like three weeks left Mm. this thing. I mean, the 12, 13 weeks are not a slow burn at all. It's a a pretty pretty rapid pace there. Ole Miss plays three games in 12 days starting next Saturday. That's true. People never talk about it that way. Three games in 12 days. That's true. You're pretty beaten up at the end of that. For sure. That's a that's a that's a mess. So we'll get to Jeffrey for the tell you about the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Remember, they're giving away seven official Ole Miss Game Day football jerseys this uh season, one for each home game, another one coming after Alabama next week. And to enter to win that, it is just make a purchase at the Blue Sky here in Oxford. Every time you make a purchase, it's another chance to win, another chance to sign up, fill uh, the ballot box with your uh with your name to win one of those uh, seven jerseys there. And, I mean, you get a chance at a lot of different combinations. Ole Miss has not worn the same uniform yet this season, and you can map it out pretty easily to see that will be the case the rest of the regular season as well. So, uh, it's a blue sky here in Oxford. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop it around, or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright will join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Square is the perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. They can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. 
Great food with a Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call uh, Jeannie, 601-842-0948, 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and to uh, reserve a date. Uh, don't forget, Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. So if you're uh, looking for a place to watch the games this weekend, got uh, all the college football games, World Series, at least a game six on Saturday. So um, check out the, the uh, walk-ons in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland. We would certainly appreciate that. Jeffrey, ready? Uh, I have not heard from him yet. Okay. Not sure what that means. Can mean yes or no, couldn't it? I'll check. News and notes. Uh, the Astros combined for a, a no-hitter last night, um, beating the Phillies 5 to nothing. Again, as Noel said, to even up that series. They're in Philadelphia. One more at uh, at Citizens Bank. Is that right? Yep. Um, Citizens Bank there in Philadelphia before heading back to Houston for Game 6 and potentially Game 7 on, uh, I guess that would be Monday night. Game 7 would be yeah. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday mm-hmm. night for Game 7. So, uh Good series, uh, not close games for the most part, but um, an even series at least here heading into entertaining. I haven't. Got, yeah, it's fine. I didn't get a chance to watch either of the last two games at all. Watched headlines, I mean highlights and stuff. I did not know that the no hitter was going on last night. I watched a couple early innings and I sort of stopped around the fourth or fifth, I guess. And it's in that thing where I'm just beating up baseball. What what I found interesting. I didn't go to ESPN or go to a website this morning, and I had not yet pulled up a couple of the newsletters that I make sure we don't miss obvious topics for for the show. But I didn't see a tweet for hours back about the no-hitter. Like, I didn't know it until I went to rebelgrove.com and saw it talked about there. Like, it was not inundated in social media last night. I saw it. And I know combined is different than if one dude throws it. I saw it like seventh or eighth inning, but – at that point, the game was five to nothing, and I'd just gotten back. Carson had another game last night, so we didn't get back till nine thirty or so. I mean, it was too late. I didn't feel like turning the TV on to watch anything at that point. How long did the starter go? I don't know. No clue. Uh, six innings. So not not even overly close. Best I can tell. He's a young dude, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throws the invisible fastball. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about yesterday, you know. He's getting onto a stage that is quite significant. So I, significant, I say he handled it pretty well. Astros five runs on ten hits. And that one. Yeah, I was looking at a box score. Had it pulled up. Yeah, he threw six, then they went one, one, one. I don't know what the score was when he when he left. It was five nothing. The Astros scored all five runs in the fifth inning. So one of eighteen half innings had a uh, had a run last night. Trying to do something here. I'm trying to call him on Skype, but it's not letting me get the dial pad. Does that make sense? It does. So I might just do FaceTime audio. Okay. He's not in the studio, so. Last time we did this, they had a hard time hearing him, so maybe we'll get lucky. Okay. Um, he could also call our Skype number. Might be easier, wouldn't it? He could, yes. 
All right, let me let me send him that number. Yeah, as mentioned in the thread, um, the day today, McCready and Siski, one o'clock instead of two for uh, for that. You'll get Butcher and the spin instructor today as well, and then we'll have hand raised guys tonight at seven o'clock to close the day. Um, podcast already in the hopper. I did a people I sort of know with Neil White. He's the publisher of Nautilus Publishing here in Oxford, and he uh, he was the publisher creator, however you want to put it, of the uh, Ole Miss baseball commemorative photo coffee table book that is out. As uh, well, we've done one signing together. We've got some more stuff together as well. So we talked to Neil about that, his past books, and uh, more already up on the site. But a pretty full day on MPW Digital. Yeah, Butcher versus Spin. Uh, no Pete show tonight because Ole Miss doesn't play Saturday. We'll get back to that next week. And no player shows this week because of the open week. Hoping to record those again on Sunday and get back into it. Surely. Uh... <laughs> Morning, Jeffrey. How are you, Morning, sir? Jeffrey. Hey. Jeffrey? Yeah. All right, there we go. Now, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, we're know. all good. Everybody's all – the, all the apps are acting weird this morning, so it is what it is. Oh, awesome. It's one of those days. Yeah, just can't find a dial pad and things like that, and I said, well, this will just be easier. How are you? Uh – other than, like, yet again, I've had a massive sleeping injury. Um, I'm doing great. Well, you had your first one of those at, like, 22, so it's probably going to be a, a, no, a, a, an no, obvious thing. It was, that, okay. it was 25. All right. It's 25. What, what was but this one? This what? one's pretty serious. This one is, like, I can't, like, turn my body. So is it a crick, or did you pull a muscle? I don't know. I think I, think I pulled a muscle, but it's, like, in, like – like, it goes from, like, my neck to my shoulder. And so, like, I have to do, like, the Herman Munster thing where, like, you have to, like, turn your whole body to turn your head. It's great. It's awesome. I mean, maybe incorporate some yoga or something. Yeah, well, I can't do yoga because I can't move. So, so it's a vicious cycle. I mean, you could get massage. Well, we're going to Vegas. Aaliyah's got a work conference to start this weekend. And I'm not going to – I'm literally not going to have anything to do. Um, so, maybe. Oh, no. Hugh, Hugh, can you think Hugh's, Hugh's had any contacts in Vegas? It's possible. Maybe recruited somebody I mean, at everyone, Bishop Gorman or something. Everyone loves, everyone loves Hugh, so I just want some recommendations. Did you uh did you bet on any of the action this week? Uh we had a nice three and one uh nice three and one week, your brother and I. Um okay. we we started by picking we tried to pick based on we looked at pictures of quarterbacks and we thought which one looked the best. Um that was really kind of a tie because they all kind of looked pretty terrible. Then we just took uh we took the two Nike schools on Tuesday, one and one, and then we decided yesterday, unless like unless like Akron is involved, there's no reason for anyone to be favored in Maction. So we just took the two underdogs, and uh, those were two winners. So a nice little three and one Maction week. There's no juggernaut in the Mac this year. There's no, no juggernaut. There's never a juggernaut in the Mac. Okay. So. But you do have to, like, understand there are tiers of suck. So, like, you can't.
mistake. Sorry, I got my call. His Bluetooth. You can't make the mistake. You, you can't make the mistake of like betting on the worst. The worst team is truly horrible, but like, there's no difference between the the preseason favorite in the MAC and the mid tier team in the MAC. So there's no reason to just bet all the underdogs. That's not going to get it for you. Correct. Okay. Correct. You you have to, but like. I think the the theory should be if like it's within a touchdown, just take the underdog. Yeah, Troy Brown and I have a competition going on 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 his show, and we pick all the Mac games. And I, I don't really, I can tell he's thoroughly he he can he's so confused that he's losing because he actually played in the league. And right, but that's <laughs> no, that's the perfect thing about the Mac. Like it makes no sense. It shouldn't. Uh, you, Troy Troy should just understand it's not personal. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, he's like, why'd you take them? And I'm like, I don't know. Just kind of felt right. And he's like, yeah, but and I'm, like, yeah, I'm winning. I could no, t- there is, no, that's the whole thing in the Mac. Do not, like, don't try to study it. Don't try to, like, like the, the, dumber, the dumber your reasoning for picking is probably the better. It's fair. Which one of these uh, 11 o'clock games on Saturday do you have more interest in, Florida A&M or Kentucky-Missouri? I think Florida and A&M, right? In different ways. I'm kinda, I, think, I think Kentucky has officially moved on to basketball. I, I, think they, oh. I think they got interested for a little bit, but it felt like they were ready to go on to basketball. And listen, I, I, we all love to make fun of A&M. I do think we should maybe acknowledge the fact that they did spend six weeks away from home. And I think what we've seen is like teams away from home are a different team. And I think, I think that there's the chance for them to do the move of, all right, we've turned to the freshman quarterback. We're about playing him. We're about getting him better and like building for, for next year, which I don't think is entirely disingenuous. I don't and either. I don't think Florida can, I don't think Florida can really stop anyone. So I'm curious though, like this is like the ultimate has A and M given up game for me. Look, there are already people in Gainesville doing the Billy Napier's not a fit, this isn't gonna work. Oh, good God. I'm telling you it's already happening. It's already is happening. Is it Brian Horse and No, 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 no. It's no, not I, it's not there. Okay. I don't have a problem with this because I have I think Florida is insane. The I think their fan base is insane, and somehow they never get credit for being insane. You know, it's the interesting thing as we approach the crazy season. I mean, the Iron Bowl is in three weeks and two days. And so when it ends, all eyes, at least as of now, because nothing else has happened, but all eyes turn to Auburn and – the question, literally the question, it's not necessarily who are they going to hire, it's how insane are they willing to be with a contract? That's literally the question. And and it's the part when everybody goes, well, they're bringing Dion to interview it. They're going to go after Lane. and they're gonna, I, I get it. My question to every person over there is, are they willing to be insane with the contract? And it's so funny to me because we're a week removed from Andy Staples' incredibly well-researched, well-done story about quoting ADs and stuff going, yeah, you know, we got to get control back and all that stuff. Yet here we are. It's November, and November's known for insanity. And for Auburn to get who Auburn wants to get, they're probably going to have to dish out one of these nutty, 
risky as hell contracts, like minimum of eight years, probably closer to ten. Minimum of nine million, probably closer to eleven. With the, and when I say lion share, I mean damn near all of it guaranteed. And so, if you do that, if you do that, and it ends up not working or it's not a fit, you're just, pardon my language, everybody, but you're effed. You are just it beyond screwed. You're effed. Look at Texas A and M. They would love to move on from Jimbo Fisher right now. That job should be super attractive. They, unlike like old, nothing against Ole Miss, but like Ole Miss begging everybody for NIL, Texas A and M is like turning down people for NIL. They've got more NIL than they know what to do with. We can make all the five star jokes, but the truth is they can go buy five star players. That job should be super attractive right now, but it's not open because they can't afford to buy him out. Well, and like that's the question. Everyone wants to do the Jimbo contract, but shouldn't our definition of insanity like we can we can there's plenty to criticize Jimbo rightfully so, but Jimbo does have a national title and Jimbo Jimbo was a sought after coach. Right. Shouldn't our new shouldn't our new definition of insanity be the Mel Tucker contract? Sure. It's it's Tucker, yeah, but Tucker. How many people did LSU? How many people did LSU wind up getting the insanity contract for? Jimbo Tucker. Um, I guess if you count Brian Kelly's contract that he got, uh, he they certainly helped Lincoln Riley get the deal he got at USC. Oh, yeah. Probably assisted Lane getting more money at Ole Miss. That's the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, and they probably. That probably influenced Cristobal getting everything from Miami, right? Um, I mean, I know there's obviously the, the connection with Ruiz, but I would imagine it, it that helped. I think what happened there was when Knight got involved at Oregon and was like, okay, well, we'll match it. Then Miami went, okay, well, here's the crazy money. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's so interesting. I mean, I, everybody always I, says I, they're I not going to do this, and then we get here, and then they do it. No, it's, I told you, it's, listen. This ship had sailed when when we got to the COVID season and all of us were just on our hands and knees praying to God that they just played football. And we even promised. We promised, we promised, we promised. We got on our knees and we said, we promise we will not fire anyone. We are going to be on our best behavior. We're just going to be thankful for football. And literally... As soon as the first game kicked off, we were ready to fire people, including Muschamp. And again, not that some of these people don't deserve to be fired, like, but that's the problem. And everyone always tries to do the so and so is safe. Like here in Memphis, we've got Silverfield, and everyone's trying to do the he's safe, he's safe, he's safe. And I always just caution and go, y'all, you're thinking rationally right now, and he's still got games to play. And maybe he wins them, and maybe he is safe. But there's also like football brain has not football brain does not kick in during the during the week. It's um, here's the, here's the best analogy that I can give. If and for those of you in the thread who have kids, you'll relate to this. Every time you start getting close to the Christmas season, parents look at each other and have a conversation about, "Hey, let's not be stupid this year. Let's not spend yep. more. Th- let's not spend more than we're supposed to spend. Let's have a budget." 
Let's give the kids a good Christmas, but let's not make this where it hurts in February and March. And then the trees go up. The weather changes a little. The music starts to play everywhere. You get a little sentimental. And next thing you know... <laughs> and God damn it, Daddy's got this credit card. Exactly. Next thing you know, you know, the visa's coming out, and you're just... Oh, the presents start going to the train. You go, there's a hole there. we got to buy something to yeah, fill it we in. we got to kind of fill it out, you know? Wouldn't little let's, Susie... Let's poorly on us, too. Hey, Jenny's got a little more than Johnny. Here we go. And... Wouldn't yeah. little Susie love that? Look, look, Bob, wouldn't little Susie love that? Johnny would sure love that. And next thing you know... Next thing you know, all that rationality is out the window, and you went emotional. And that's going to happen. It's, it, it's getting locked in stone. Your, you, want, you want a lock for the weekend? There it is. There's going to be some emotional purchase that gets made with plenty of regret later when the card arrives. Because the statement doesn't show up till what late January. Yeah, sure. It shows up, and you're like, oh, my yeah, God, they, we spent usually, what? Don't the credit card companies even understand, like, you know they're out. They are they are out to get your money, but at the same time, like they understand, like all right, well, here's a six week reprieve. And Ginger makes a great point. She said, and suddenly I have a house full of crap, and that happens. You suddenly you look up and you're like, okay, well, here's your coaching staff. These are the guys that you you just said you couldn't do without. It it's what's really interesting to me. I mean, on the heels of this Fisher thing, is Auburn willing to risk doing it again? So I think the bigger question that I have, I think Auburn is, and I think they probably understand. The bigger question that I have, though, is was last year, was last year with the Oklahoma coach going to USC, with the Oregon coach going to Miami, with the Notre Dame coach going to LSU, was last year the beginning of something or was last year kind of a year that we'll remember as like, okay, even by chaotic college football standards, that was chaotic. Like, is that, is that a new norm or something closer to a new norm? Or was that, was that the chaos year? I think the agents and coaches have to hope that's the new norm. Well, certainly the agents do. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I think the coaches are just for whatever is more money, but I do think the agents I think the agents want that because that's how I think they got the stupid crazy money. It's not a complete anomaly by any stretch of the imagination. It, we're we're always in the having the ability to get there. I mean it might not be sure. every single year annually, but yeah, no, it's it's right there waiting to happen. Well, I mean, look, if you're Keith Carter today, in the back of your mind, you're you're doing two things. If if you're doing your job right, in the back of your mind, you're saying, okay, how far can we go? How far should we go? Can I afford to, can uh, I, uh, I think that second, I think that second question from the analogy we just used, that second question doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, I get it, right? And then, uh, and then the other hand... I, you, think, I, think the first, I think the only question that matters is how literally how far can we go? That's... That's the only question I think that matters. And then you have to have the other thing going in the back of your mind of if the worst case happens, what am I doing? Sure. Because here's the deal. In today's college football with the portal starting on December the 5th, in a world where your coach leaves on November the 29th, November the 30th, you've got about three days. 
So you got to be ready. Oh, and, and I mean, and I mean, more than ever, like you know, when we look at the first crop, the first crop of coaches that got hired during the early signing period, pretty much all of them failed, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, it's because typically transition classes are bad, but that was even it was even bad by that standard. Yeah, because you've got guys that are going to want to find a new college home starting Correct. December the 5th in the transfer portal, and they want to be on their new campus January the 15th or whatever the semester starts, whatever the case may be, maybe even before that with like intercessions and stuff. So you've got – if you lose your coach – I'm not referring to Ole Miss here. I'm referring to School X. You lose your coach, you've got to have a backup list ready. So, yeah, this is referring to Ole Miss. If you're Keith Carter in the back of your mind right now – You've got to have not the health, not the back of your mind. If you know there's a threat to your coach, you've got to on one front be doing everything you can to rebuff that threat, and then on the other hand, you've got to be completely prepared for if that threat comes to fruition, for you to be able to move on quickly. You have no choice. Well, and like that's kind of where you know, to me, like that's also like you know, we thought we thought Ole Miss could not. In 2014, you had it pretty sourced, and you were pretty. You knew. You knew, like, uh, like when you filed your Tuberville to Auburn story, like you knew you had it right. But yeah. things do change, and, sure. and you had it. You had it the same way with Freeze to Florida. Well, all of a sudden, he makes the big emotional win over Mississippi State, and all of a sudden, money that wasn't there showed up. So, like, there is kind of that, like. But I do. I think the only question that really matters for Ole Miss is like, what what is the number we can go to? Yeah, and I have no idea what that number is. You know, I don't even. The reality is, they may not know. Because, like I said, what if somebody just starts ponying up at the eleventh hour that wasn't willing to pony up? Could happen. I mean, part of Ole Miss's issue. And people disagree with me on this, and maybe they're right. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm right, okay? I mean, I'm just by bringing it up. I'm, I'm open to the conversation both ways. Is this limit on the state part of the contract that Auburn is not, and Alabama, for example, is not hostage to? The four-year limit, and I realize you can go do other things with the foundation and, and other things, but in terms of the public commitment of it, you're limited to four years, and how big of a deal is that or isn't that? Is that something that if you're Ole Miss, you should be going to the state legislature saying, this, this is working against us in this goofy-ass industry that we're part of. It's working against us. Um, and the legislature was more than willing to look at it a couple years ago, and the schools did not want to change it. I'd love to have that conversation as to why. And I, again, I'm not, let me be clear again. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm right at all, but I'd love to know what that I, justification I, is. I just refuse to believe it's a nothing burger because all these coaches have egos. And I mean, here's the thing. If you and I and your friends to the listener, if you're all making fun of, can you believe Michigan State gave Mel Tucker that contract? You can damn sure believe coaches are making fun of Michigan State and Mel Tucker, but the reality is, like, that's a standard. Like, and people go, well, if Mel Tucker, like, I want my $100 million contract. And the reality is, 
even if Ole Miss could probably pay Lane Kiffin on a yearly basis, you know, top 10 or better money, he's ever going to get announced as a $100 million contract guy. Yeah, no, it, it is a it is a public thing. That's what Neil and I were talking about right before the show started. Is that you know I think because I think Matt and I could be wrong here, but I think Matt Luke was on a six year deal. I think they had two automatic rollovers through the foundation on his contract. So yeah, you can make it whatever you want to that is completely binding from a contract standpoint, but it is not what goes into the USA Today by database, and it does not go what goes into the public nature of the deal when it's announced. So it, it is simply a, a perception issue and how big of an issue that is or is not for every coach. Well, and the reality is, like, if you get a 10-year deal, no one is no one is going to finish that 10-year deal. Like, like for instance, no, never. even Jimbo last year, Jimbo got a new contract. Either one of two things happens. Either you get an either you get a new contract at some at some point or you get fired. So it really is the definition of it is nothing more than, you know, ego ego massaging, but that's what it is. It's precisely what it is. It's why it's total insanity. I mean it's nuts. But the, but this but this sport is total insanity. Ex- absolutely. And that's what that's it's the Christmas analogy. We we tell everyone tells each other these ads and stuff say they sit down at these destined meetings in late May early June and they go hey we're not doing this anymore we're not doing this anymore we're going <laughs> sure, we've sure. got to get uh-huh. this under control and that's great in June and they head to the beach and everybody has a mai tai or whatever and it makes perfect sense and then the season rolls around and the season brings emotion paper loss versus emotional loss are not even in the stratosphere of the same thing. It, it, well, it, uh, I mean, the other the the other aspect of it is, you know, these ads can say like we're going to tamper it down, we're gonna we're gonna take it back. I mean, how many ads truly have control? Well, I can tell you, the guy that just got hired at Auburn doesn't. Well, I mean, I'll flat out tell I you that. God, which is what makes that a dumb hire. Of course, it was dumb. He, he's know, high, strong. He does not take John. that, guys. He, but here was here's what happened there. Here's what happened there. They 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 went quietly. The president went and conducted a search. He tried to hire Hunter Urechek from Arkansas, who said no. He tried to hire Dan Radakovich from Miami, who said no. And all of a sudden, because they weren't going to do the Hartwell thing, because obviously something's wrong with Hartwell. Yeah, Nothing, sure. I mean, I like John, I, I, but something happened, right? It apparent. It's it pretty apparent that scandal it, got on him to it, some degree. Sure, it is. It's undeniable at this point. Yeah, so they they hit the panic button. And they go hire a commodity that would take it. And they hire John Cohen. And John Cohen and Auburn are an awful fit. It's an awful fit. I'm not going to dive into the reasons why, but trust me, it's a terrible fit. And so now you've got John Cohen is going to parade around like he's conducting a search. And guys, he's not conducting the effing search. Now, he might do the interview, and he might be the one that sits down and has the coffee with the formal, the, the formal formality of it all, but he's not going to be the guy who pulls the trigger. And that him. might work for three months, but at some point, John Cohen is going to erupt because I know John Cohen. Yeah, it's Auburn. I mean, it, Auburn's combustible as hell. Always has been. Oh. Uh, Do you feel uh, vindicated, Jeffrey? I know every single week Tennessee just keeps winning and you get to take them on the road getting eight. I haven't even looked at Neil's picks, but I'm assuming you picked the Vols here. Uh, I took him to win. I don't know. Because to me, I think this could be like 
very stupid, but it's like I think if Tennessee covers, I think they win. Because to me, this game really it really boils down to is Tennessee able to turn this into the SEC championship game against Alabama where they can turn it into a shootout. Because if they get into a shootout, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I just do not believe Stetson Bennett can win a shootout. I think he's going to make a critical mistake at a certain point, and I, I think I like Tennessee there. But if Tennessee cannot turn it into a shootout, that's when I think that's where I think Georgia thrives. Like if you look at the Alabama game in the SEC title game, Jamison Williams, you know, that game didn't even really become a shootout to like the second quarter. And then it became a shootout, and all of a sudden, Georgia's kind of dead in the third quarter. Well, if the game flips like it did at the national title game, where Alabama had opportunities to, like, really separate and put that away, but they couldn't do it, mainly by not scoring in the red zone, uh, Georgia's going to be just fine, and I think that's really kind of what it comes down to. Hmm. I, I think this is a really close game. I think I had Tennessee covering. I picked Georgia to win just because they're at home and blah, blah, blah. But if you told me Tennessee won the game, I'm not even a little surprised. I mean, I just I just have felt this for a while. They have the they have the two thousand nineteen LSU vibe and you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like they gotta go to Georgia, whereas the LSU team had to go to Alabama. Like they had to go and you gotta go vanquish vanquish your foe on the road and I don't know like I I just I don't think this Georgia team I think they're I think they have been the most consistent team and I think they deserve all the praise that they're going to get but I don't know man defensively like I think losing Nolan Smith is a big injury yeah I have not I've not I've not been in love with the coverage um you know the secondary covers they tackle really well. Uh, they do uh, you know, all the credits in there. They tackle phenomenally. But I kind of went back this week and watched some of that game from last year. Man, what you realize is, uh, I guess if nine guys get drafted, they are missing some big pieces this year for Georgia. Yeah, of course. I mean, they lost they lost guys who have been impactful as rookies in the NFL. Correct. And so, and when so you lose the, when you lose those guys, know, there's a fall-off. Like, in the end, I think Tennessee has the better quarterback, and I think Tennessee has – I think the Tennessee offense is the best unit on the field. I think the Georgia defense is the second-best unit on the field. Like, I don't know. Like, I give me the team with the better quarterback, and I'm getting a touchdown plus. Like, the only fear that I have is that they're just so public. They're just such a public, trendy dog. But then, you know – LSU was the same way in 2019. You know, Georgia, like I said, they're undefeated. They deserve all the credit for navigating it to this point. They've survived a couple of games. They've looked really good a couple of times, including in that that opener against Oregon. But we, I say we, not necessarily this podcast, but in general, we're giving them a lot of credit for last year, talking about the defense. It's nowhere near the same defense as last year, even though it's still good. I mean, it's... You take the G off the helmet, and we're having a different conversation a little bit right now. They're still good, and we're talking about the game, but we're not necessarily talking about it in the same context of you're just trying to absolutely kill this beast that's sitting there in Athens. Well, for me, the bigger deal is I thought – I really thought Tennessee would struggle to block Alabama, and they didn't. Um, 
And when I see Georgia, the biggest difference to me between this year and last year, it's not like a speed problem. It's not anything other than, you know, I just don't feel like they get to the quarterback like they did last year. And, you know, Georgia fans will tell you, well, uh, you know, there's not a pure pass rusher with this group, but uh, this group uh, this group uh, controls the line of scrimmage. It's like, okay, but you can't control the line of scrimmage. And, like, last year they controlled the line of scrimmage and, like, they moved guys behind the line. So, I don't know. I, I just – I think the Georgia team is very good. And I – like, at this point – I'm almost like whoever wins this game, I think, is the national champion. Ooh. Oh. All right, speaking of, Alabama goes to LSU, 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Alabama has not been good on the road yet this year, not, not one time. Why are, why are so many people expecting an Alabama boat race of LSU down there? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I, I think it's history and you don't get rich going against Alabama. Um, power ratings do not like LSU either. Um... I think I think if you if if you just look at numbers, the the numbers prop the spreads probably right. But to me, the bigger deal is I think LSU has consistently gotten better. Um, people that will say a boat race is coming is that LSU is not going to be able to run it on Alabama. So LSU's most effective offensive plan 
is neutralized. And then what they'll tell you is that uh, Alabama against the LSU second. You know, there were plays to be made for Ole Miss against LSU secondary, uh, but they didn't make them. What they'll tell you is uh, Alabama will make them. I don't I don't buy it. I, I, I'm at the point now with Alabama, when they go on the road, they got to prove it to me. I'm the same way. I, I think Alabama's – I think these next two games, starting with LSU and then including Ole Miss, are super challenging for them. I've been saying it all year. Now, they can win them both, and they'll be obviously favored to win them both. And if you put a gun to my head, I'd bet that they win them both. But I won't be surprised with that. But they're they're also two very different challenges back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, look, they're going to turn around and have to play a a fairly rested Ole Miss team. That's going to be a real challenge for them. Well, and I mean, you know, this—I I don't know. Like, the question for me is also like, Bryce Young has been Superman most of this year. Yep. Is he Superman? Perhaps, but like, there is the thought, like in the back of my mind, like he's going to make a mistake or two at some point. Like, even NFL quarterbacks do. Like, he's had to – like, that's the other thing. Tennessee would have blown out Alabama if if not for Bryce Young being just absolutely incredible. Oh, there's no – look, if Bryce Young doesn't have a great play in Austin, they lose that game. I mean, they've, they've played with their food for a while. I mean, they, they got in – they were in trouble. Not bad trouble, but they were starting to flirt with trouble early in the fourth quarter in Fayetteville. Oh, there's no question before. Yeah, I mean, I thought that whole – when Arkansas made the decision to kick the field goal, I thought that whole game changed. Yeah, but even after that, it's third and 15 backed up in your own – Oh, yeah. I mean, and the quarterback just makes a play, and after that they kind of they, they yeah. controlled it. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I've said repeatedly, I mean, you go through a season and you t- pick a play here and go, change that play. Like if the football gods could come down and go, what do you want to see? I mean, that would be one of the plays I might look at and go, hey, let's do something here for, just for kicks and giggles. It's 28-23. Arkansas crowd's getting back Four. into it. It's, uh, it's, it's four, third and 15. Alabama's on their own 20-ish yard line. Yeah. He only gets four here. Yeah, make it a four-yard game. Make them punt on fourth and 11. Let me see what happens the rest of the way. Yeah. Just curious. Or how about just, how about just have a better play from the two-yard line if you're A&M? Well, Oh, amen. for sure. Yeah, have a better play at the two. Um, there's, there's, those would be a couple of the ones that I'd, I'd play out. Like, I mean, there is a like the, Alabama does deserve credit because this does this isn't reality, but there is a universe where they have three losses right now. Absolutely, that's what I was literally getting ready to say. There's a world that's not too far removed from where we are, where this is a three loss team, and we're talking about yeah, this is and this is the back to the full circle, the goofiness. Hey, the dynasty's over. Nick Saban's old. The game has passed him by. We literally would be having that conversation if the kid for Texas, if he goes a little lower and brings Young to the ground, and that's a Texas yeah. wins. And we're so, hey, Texas is back, back at that moment. And if hey, hey, football gods, let it be a four yard gain. Let him punt it, mm-hmm. and then he punts it, 
and Arkansas gets it, and maybe Sanders breaks a 60-yard run, and all of a sudden Arkansas is ahead, and that place is goofy, and the, and the backup quarterback loses his cool, and they lose at Arkansas, the conversation we're having today. And then, hell, they're, they're, we're not far removed from a four-loss team. Texas A&M runs an intelligent play on fourth down. Yeah. When we talk about it, you, coin flips are one play. and That's some a four-loss yeah. Alabama team, and we're going, oh, my God, they're devastated. Are they even going to qualify for the Birmingham Bowl? I know you got to go, Jeffrey, but uh, you're, I'm the only person who picked South Carolina to cover a touchdown against Vanderbilt. Do you think Vanderbilt can win this football game? Yes. Say it. Uh, yeah, because wasn't this one of the games <laughs> last year that was actually pretty close? It was. Very was. close. Um, so close. So close. And, I mean – the reality is, like, South Carolina is getting a lot of credit for the A&M win, and I'm not saying, like, they don't deserve some credit, but, like, can we pause some context? Like, there was a kickoff return. There were several turnovers that led to even more points. Like, the problem is their offense can't score. That's the issue that I see. And that's why I don't really like them. But does South Carolina have more talent than Vanderbilt and can cover a touchdown? Sure. And if, like, you're kind of abiding by the principle of, of you know, week to week doesn't matter, then you're probably on the right side. We're giving South Carolina, if you're picking them, a lot of mileage over being up 17 nothing on A&M after a special teams touchdown and all kind of crap and a win over Kentucky without Will Levis. Correct. That's it. That's what we and got. And also, there wasn't there some defensive scores in that one? I refused to watch that game. It was an abomination to offensive football on both sides. So I don't. It was remember. on the old. It was on the old like TV four for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think I remember them recovering a fumble and running it back for a touchdown, and maybe a pick as well. Uh, how's the World Series ending for let you go? Man, I don't know. We've had what one close game. That is and correct. Tied it two. Yep. Kind of tough to come back from getting no hit, right? It feels Astros in six like, to me, but I don't know. Damn it. I'm What's saying, wrong with you? I, listen, I don't want it either, but, like, we all – I don't know. I just feel like it's really tough to flush getting no hit, like, down the drain. <laughs> I just don't want can't – Like, normally when you – Why we can't be positive Normally when here? you get no, – Why well, we like, have to be norm, so negative? Normally when you get no – Normally when you get no hit, it's during, like – the middle of June or July, like it's during the regular season, and you can really flush that. We haven't really seen anyone get no hit in the playoffs. And what what was the last one? Uh, Don Larson. Yeah, the, this is only the second World Series no hitter after 1956. So, how many people were alive for the other one? Does it help that it was a combined no hitter? It wasn't one dude, or is that worse? I. I don't know. I guess I could I could make a case for both. Like it is like at least you didn't have to see the one guy get carried off the field, you know. But it also meant you couldn't hit the third reliever. Correct. It means you couldn't hit anyone they threw at you. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's uh, who's That's on the show today? The problem that I have. <laughs> do what? Who's on the show today? What do you got? Uh, let's see. Grizzlies won last night on national TV. You sound very excited. Uh, is Plumley playing this week? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If if I'm Memphis, I hope yeah. I hope so. But oh no 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 no! If you're Memphis, you hope. Like here's the thing. We know how limited John Rice is. He is 
clearly the better of their two quarterbacks. That other kid came and in you know, and played really I well. Not, I am not a John Rice to be playing quarterback guy. He's day to day, according to uh, Gus Malzahn. But aren't we all? Aren't we all? The the line tells me he's not playing. Okay. And that's kind of a weird spot for UCF. Gus, after a big win at home, going on the road. Well, we've kind of seen that one before. And Memphis, for the better of their program, I think probably needs to move on. But they don't want to move on for money reasons. And so this is the nice, you win the game, you'll save the job and, you know, delay the inevitable. Fair enough. Enjoyed it, bud. Thank you. All right, guys. See you, buddy. That was Jeffrey Wright. As always, appreciate his time here on um, the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. That multiverse where Alabama loses four you like games. That? It would be a lot of fun. You'd like Alabama to be five and four or four and four or whatever they would be right yeah, now? Yeah, it would be a lot of fun because the overreaction is it. Literally, when you play it out like that, it's the overreactions. It's such a goofy sport. We overreact. Is it only the thorns on the rose at this point? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could do this with so many teams. Just change a play. How's your season different? That's what I said yesterday. I mean, you you cannot do much differently, and the other team just makes the play or doesn't make the play. And you go, ah, hell, we're running cold right now where everybody we play is making the kick. Everybody plays catching the ball. Yeah. There's the penalty. Just can't quite get – just because it happens in baseball all the time. Guys hit line drives for a month and go, gosh, damn. And then suddenly a bloop falls and it starts going the other way. Kentucky waits an extra beat. Yeah. Scores the touchdown there. What are, we, what are we saying about this team? Yeah, or that team. Yeah. Literally. I mean, we're talking about changing a half second. Yeah. Kentucky, even though they got B, would have had more juice against Carolina. You know what I mean? It runs down the sure. down the road. Sure. What are we saying differently if that if you change that one thing? Because it's the exact same team. Literally nothing changes in reality, but in perception, everything changes. Yeah. We mentioned the World Series for a second. Uh, game five, we said tonight around 7 o'clock there in Philly. Feels like a must win for Philadelphia, and it is going to be Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander on the ball. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, – Who's the NFL game tonight? Is there an NFL game tonight? Is there not? I thought there was. I think I don't know. I can't keep up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Philly and Houston. Because mm. Philly is a fourteen point favorite. Fourteen in the NFL. And I'm thinking about laying them in my competition with Siski. Are you really? The Texans suck. What's the game you're for sure taking on that show today? What do you like for sure? Oof. The only one that I think I'm for sure that I like is Miami minus five at Chicago. Minus five at Chicago. Okay. Going to be a dry track, 64 degrees and sunny. Tickets as low as $32 tonight in RG Stadium in Houston, if you'd like to yeah. partake, partake in the football game. They, they, they were a little checked out. You mentioned that. That is one of the most expensive tickets of the week in Chicago at Soldier Field on Sunday. 123 the lowest ticket in. To get in? Mm-hmm. What's the get in in Cincinnati? Not that I'm going. I'm just curious. 105. That's not terrible. Panthers Bengals 105. Paycor Stadium. Uh, the the lowest ticket of the week. This is not a surprise. Is in Jacksonville for the Raiders and the Jags. It's twenty six dollars. You got any thoughts on that game? Jacksonville coming off a 
disappointing loss. The Raiders looked like crap. It's it, the Ra- the Raiders are a one and a half point favorite. I think the Raiders, the Jags are kind of fun in a way. I sort of kind of like them. You know, you buy the stock, if you will. The Raiders are a no bet for me in any direction because their coaching has been abysmal. They do nothing to get their best players the football. Right. But yet they have some talent. Mm-hmm. And there could be a day where they just get you. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. But they look like crap on Sunday. They look the terrible. Jacksonville played okay and then let it go late in large part because their quarterback makes bad mistakes in the red zone. Trevor Lawrence has a red zone problem. I've bet on Jags a lot this year. So you have kind of run through Jacksonville. I have watched them a lot, and Trevor Lawrence makes mistakes in the red zone. And no I, one really talks about it that much, at least that I see. I'm not completely up on this, so it's probably one of those things maybe we talk about tonight after I read a little bit, but we know Elijah Moore has been unhappy with the Jets, uh, not really getting targeted at all. I saw some stat, and maybe it was from Barnwell this morning. It was on Twitter, so if somebody else saw it, you can tell me exactly where it was. But they do the win sprint rankings, basically meaning how many routes guys run without getting targeted, where they just go down the field and how far. And Elijah Moore, again, I could have the number wrong. I think he led the he, – he is leading at some point in whatever the the, 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 the the situation was, he had run 1,800 and something yards without a target or something. So I'm not vouching for this, but I had someone tell me that part of his problem is that he is so good against zone – but not so good against man. And he's just facing man. And he's just getting man because the NFL's a lot of man. Sure. Really? I mean, I have no idea. Sure. I'll doesn't take doesn't have a lot of chemistry with Zach Wilson. No. That's been a problem throughout. Um, seems like they need to work that out. That was another game that I looked at. I ultimately passed on it. Um. Yes, Rob, it does appear that Neil has a – Tottenham hat on. Yes, I'm a, to- I'm a Tottenham fan. It does sort of look like a Spurs hat because the blue kind of gets silvery. Like mm. it's sort of a. I will never cheer for the Spurs. I would not think that's your thing. But that shade does start to sort of blend in a little bit on that. By the way, my Thunder. Are they winning? Your, they've won four in a row. Oh, God. And really? This, yeah, this is not good. Are and, they a playoff team? Uh, they take 10 or whatever here, it is. Here's the thing. They've got a player in Shea Gildas-Alexander who is really good. Beyond really good, starting to play like second, third team All-NBA good. And that's not good. Yeah, they're four and three. Right now today, if the season ended, and God knows it doesn't, they would be in a tie with Denver, the Pelicans, and Dallas for sixth. Now, the season does not end today, so it's all good. But, yeah, SGA's playing really, really well. All right, there's your – I know we can't talk NBA. There's your NBA for the day. Oh, you're fine. We spent less than a minute. There will be somebody that goes, all they did was talk about the NBA. That's all we did. Did you see this yesterday from, um, I guess Josh Pate started it and Staples retweeted it, which got me there. And we always do the fall wedding thing. The conundrum somebody had where they said, uh, I have a wedding on Saturday. The girl gave me her kidney anonymously. How do I deal with this? Okay, here's my... So okay, she, it has to mean that eventually it came out because otherwise anonymously, why are you going right. to the wedding anyway? Like, it would be a no-go. But that screwed up the whole argument because the situation would be she doesn't know 
or you don't know or whatever, hence there's no reason to go to the wedding because it's anonymous. Okay, so she's getting married. Yes. She gave him a kidney. Apparently she gave it, didn't want anybody to know, wanted to just, the way I interpreted it was she was doing an incredibly selfless thing and wanted no thank you, yet it became known later was the way I, See, I could be wrong. I'd like to know how that came about. I, did yeah, did he I, go searching because I must thank the person who saved my life? I don't know. That's all did, I got. Or did she say, I really want to know what happened with my kidney and met him and was like, hey, we're friends. And now she's inviting him to a wedding. And the question is, should he feel compelled to go? Now, I do think he should feel compelled to go on the registry and send a gift. Big gift. A big gift. Like, hey, they're three place settings short. You're not anymore. Yeah, not a fox painting. A a a, a good gift. <laughs> yeah, you know they wanted that Cuisinart. Okay, but should he have to go to the wedding? <laughs> what is he a fan of? Uh, that I don't know. Let's let's pretend that he is just a giant sports fan, and the goal was to sit and watch the games on Saturday. But no, to, to make this real, then you go to the wedding because the wedding's an hour. I mean, who gives a crap? You can well, miss. The, the only reason why this is a thing is if you're an a, 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 a Tennessee fan. You have to be a Tennessee fan okay. for this to be completely like whoa, 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 whoa. Because even if you're a Georgia fan, you won the damn title last year. It's an hour. He didn't say it was a destination wedding. He didn't say he had to drive four hours. I mean, assuming it's local, just go to the wedding and leave the reception. Nobody cares. Sign the book. Yeah. Now, if you're a Tennessee fan, it starts getting a little more shaky. Biggest game you've played in a long time. I mean, you know, got a shot here. Close as you've been to the championship conversation in, what, 20 years? Feels, feels big. A lot of people in the stream saying he just needs to go to the wedding. Old Steve with a really good point. He wouldn't be able to watch the game if he were dead. It's true. Barrett's an apt. Um, it's true. Did you see the news? You know, my hypothetical that I always ask you looks like it might be getting solved. Dana O'Neill yesterday reporting that Gonzaga is in talks to join the Big 12. In which, all sports. Is that what it said? I didn't read says, the article. Does Gonzaga play football? They do play. They're in D2, right? Or whatever, FCS. Well, apparently, this would make them an all-sports member. Well, that would take uh, some adjustments. Well, you'd have to, yeah, commit a little funding to that. But you'd have suddenly some funding to do it. Or am I wrong? Do they not play football? I don't know. Um, They have not played football since, like, 1941, actually. So it's been a minute. Sawani has potentially played since Gonzaga has. I don't know when Sawani stopped. They'd played football since Joe Biden was born. That's correct. Think about that. They did go 134 and 99 all time. And Joe Biden played at Delaware. He played at Delaware State. I mean, he played everywhere. Maybe Gonzaga. <laughs> Maybe he played at Gonzaga. Yeah. Gonzaga Stadium, 1922 to 1941. Yes, I don't know. I, what I thought I read was that it would be for all sports. Okay, yeah, I did not get that far into that. Pac-12 also showing interest. That makes sense. I mean, obviously for basketball. Pac-12 supposedly showing interest in San Diego State. The uh, the Aztecs. 
I got Eric Winter's team. Shout out and it Eric might just Winter. be all sports is ending the sport the sports they play. Could be not com- starting new sports. Well, you're not getting a full sh- uh, share then because basketball is not what's driving. No, you're getting a basketball share or however yeah. that is. Yeah, determined. that's not really driving the check. It does make you a more attractive basketball league. The source stressed there's no immediate timetable, and the Big 12 is not the only league that's reached out. The Pac-12 and Big East have also spoken with Gonzaga. Yeah. Now, we don't know where the Big East is going in this, but whatever. What, yeah. Those don't matter anymore, so forget it. Uh, they termed the talks are real, but early, adding it's all exploratory indications that Gonzaga would want any move to be an all-sports deal, not just for basketball. Yeah. Maybe it means all other sports. Maybe so. But when I hear all sports with the Big 12, I think football. Because they just signed a new deal, and it was football-driven, obviously. Gonzaga offers TV ratings, kind of looking through it. Sure. I mean, look, they, they're, they're – From a basketball deal, it makes they're sense. They're a powerful basketball program. And would only get more powerful with that type of – Yeah. I mean, people – would you watch Gonzaga, Kansas in a conference game? Sure, of course. All day. Gonzaga Baylor, Gonzaga Texas Tech, sure, of course. I mean, that's an attractive game, but what is the share if it's not football? It's pretty small. Ken Rosenthal saying he does not believe McCullers was tipping pitches, that he just got whooped. He's got a story out today looking at it. I don't know if I buy that one. There are several videos showing there are some things there that looked – Bryce Harper hits a home run, and the first thing he does is go talk to Brom and says, and not in a hat like, "Hey, yeah, hey, here's what you're look. here's what you're looking for." It wasn't like, "Hey, we did it, we did no, it." We no, no, it was. They got very serious. Like you could see his face. He went, hey, "Hold on, like, yeah, we're not celebrating for a minute. Listen to me." Yeah, and then Brom hits a home run. <laughs> it also shows you how good they are. That if you know it, you're not missing. Like if you know what's coming, as good as that damn thing is coming at you. Yes, it, it, it's yes. We've talked about this. They, these guys spend so much time. I would have a better chance of getting a professional baseball player out than hitting a professional baseball player, but you still would get rocked. Yeah, of course. And need to watch out. Yeah, I don't think someone like you and me, if they handed us a bat and no, gave we us, had no shot ever. and gave us a thousand at bats, we would never get it. No, no, no. But I could eventually get somebody to pop up because they'd get under a baseball. Yeah, I mean, we see that in batting practice. Eventually, you would hit a ball at the shortstop, to and the, I would get out of it. Fly out deep to left field. Yeah, that's what happens when infielders pitch. I mean, it's or whatever you know when they throw the other guys in. There's a chance that I throw a ball in there and even go one, two, three, but I got lucky as hell in doing it. When I see a major league team go boom, 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 boom like that, I'm like, they know what's coming. Because otherwise, they would never get out. If hitting were that easy, they'd never get out. These guys are so talented. I mean, you think about Kyle Schwarber, for example. How talented is he with a baseball bat? Mm-hmm. And when people get him out, wise Because they're elite pitchers, and he's guessing. So, I get McCullers wanting to go, nah, I just got beat. They didn't know it was coming. I well, yeah, he said that, but I don't take anything he but, said. For... I'm sorry. I have a lot of respect for Ken Rosenthal. He's great. Made it a lot further in journalism than I ever dreamed of making it, but no, I don't think so. Not quite buying that. I have a hard you? time buying that. <laughs> yeah, like Pedro Martinez said he was absolutely tipping. Did he? Yeah, and Pedro would probably know. Take his. He pitched a little. I hate that people, that a lot of people listening to podcasts don't remember or know how good Pedro was. Oh, my God. Prime. Like, oh. he's not the guy that everybody goes, hey, what about? Like, but we, 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 we live that. Like, there was days where that, that was over. 
That was it. There were days in the first inning of a game when you would see him pitching. That's it. You can go mow the yard. You're not winning today. Red Sox winning today. They got to run. It's over. Well, look, it's the reason. Was that way. It's one of the reasons why there was so much actual realness to that. The comeback in 04 when he said, hey, don't let us win today. Because you did. You looked up and you go, hey, yeah. it's Kurt and Pedro. and Sure. You better get one of them. Sure. Hey, game sevens are st- stupid. And here you go. What a series that was. That was remarkable as it unfolded. You just thought, oh, my God. It did not really click. I guess it should have that the NFL game tonight is the same matchup as the World Series. Oh, yeah. It's the Eagles and the Texans. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So what is that TV rating going to be in Houston tonight for the oh, NFL game geez. on Amazon Prime? Yeah. <laughs> Baseball's going to go, see, we're back. <laughs> they might have a shot. At, yeah. I mean, I'll put baseball on TV one in here. There's no college game that has me all excited tonight. Because it'll beat football tonight. The MLB yeah. will beat the NFL tonight. It will. Destroy it. It will destroy it tonight. I think. If it doesn't, they're in deep, deep trouble. This, come on. Just saying. Because you're an average sports fan. You're turning baseball on today. Yeah, it's game five of the World Series. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, Bengals. That line has gone down a little bit. It opened up at minus nine against Carolina in seven Cincinnati. It's now. seven now. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it, but the Bengals looked so bad the other night. So bad. And mm-hmm. Seven points is a big line in the NFL these days. Green Bay minus three and a half at Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't pick that one. New England minus five against the Colts. I didn't pick that one. Played with it, but didn't. Buffalo giving the Jets 12 and a half. I wouldn't touch that for anything. No, because Buffalo might get up 10, could get up 17 and give up a back. You can whip teams in the NFL and win by 10 points. Buffalo feels like it's just, hey, let's win. And then once they get the game under control, they get a little bored. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for something bigger. Uh, Minnesota giving three and a half to the Commanders, who were dealing with all their ownership stuff this week. Don't think that affects the team, but just saying. Got any thoughts on that game? Asking for a friend. I like Minnesota. Yeah, the cover. Yeah, I like them more than you do, though. I actually think the Vikings could make a run. Here. Yeah. Seattle winning the NFC West. They are a two-point underdog at Arizona this weekend. Yeah, I like that one. So, Seattle. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Because you think they're legitimately good. I've watched them. I know what I'm seeing. Hey, I mean, at some point they're not winning the NFC. I didn't say they're winning the NFC. They win in the FC West? They very well could. Would you take them or the Niners right now? Niners. You would. But I wouldn't be remotely surprised. A game that we would have circled at the beginning of the season or at least at the end of last year that, frankly, is a bit of a dud because of how banged up everybody is, the Rams at the Bucks on Sunday. Rams plus one, plus three now in Tampa Bay. It opened at one. Now they're getting three at Tampa. Is anybody else getting tired of the Tom Brady bashing? I'm a little. I'm, I'm always. I'm a little fatigued. I'm always it. against the personal life becoming the story. I just it doesn't seem fair. We're making fun of a guy that his wife divorced him. Yeah. She, according to the reports, didn't feel like he was committed enough to the family. She was irritated with him, obviously more than irritated that sure. he elected to come back and play another season. Sure. You can look at him and tell that he's suffering. What has he done that makes everyone rejoice in this personal angst? 
it bugs me, man. It really does. Like, why are we so happy that Tom Brady is suffering? What's Tom Brady done to us to make us go, oh, I'm glad I'm glad your life is chaos right mm-hmm. now? Frankly, I feel – I mean, look, and he's getting paid. He chose to come back. It's not that. But in some ways, I hate him having to just be on display every week like this. I do too. Because, I mean, you can see he's just lost it mentally. I mean – because I saw maybe it was Seth Wickersham who wrote that great book on Belichick and Brady and the dynasty. I mean, yeah. knows them as far as far as a reporter can know that team, knows that team, and was talked about. You know, Brady had that edge, and he would get angry, but he could channel it. And said they made, made some comment about how now he's just angry. It's just frustrated. It doesn't. There's no channeling in positive right. ways anymore. He just he's throwing those tablets and just kind of. But he, but he's not the first athlete to stay too long. No, 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 of course not. Michael Jordan says hello. Well, the great ones don't know how to quit. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, the great ones. Part have- of the reason why they're great is also the part of the reasons why they blow up sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not saying someone goes, he did it to himself. I get it. But why are we rejoicing in it? Like, I catch myself watching them kind of feeling sorry for him, like, Hey man, like I'll watch them against the Rams, and I will be cheering for the Bucks. And I think it's just because I just kind of feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. I know he's made millions and all that stuff, and I know he'll be fine. And there will be other women and blah blah blah. I get it. But I can still have empathy for the guy. Chiefs minus twelve and a half at home against the Titans. It is the Sunday night game that would be competing against the World Series on Sunday night. That's a big line. I, I'm, I'm it's out. a big line. Game seven of a World Series. We we like we like championship games. We do. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that. What's I the just, pitching matchup if they get to game seven? Do you know? No clue. Yeah. It'd be the same as four, right? It was last night. Ooh. Right? Yeah, if you're Philly, you're not liking that much. No, I think this is a must win for Philly today. I just don't see them going to Houston and winning two in a oh, row. Oh, no, no, they must win today. I think they've got to win today. They might need to win the next two. Yeah. And then uh, the Monday night game is the Ravens at the Saints. The Ravens a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If New Orleans has any shot here, they got to get this one. Yeah, this is off the book. We can't bet the Monday night game according to Tyler's rules. Um, Why? Because we do a Monday show with the results of this week. It's fine. I kind of I think if this were eligible, I would have taken the Saints plus the points here. Okay. Kind of like the Saints here. Saints are not as bad as people are making them out to be, and, and it showed it last week. They're not a bad football team. The Saints and the Falcons, I can't believe I'm saying that with Mariota, have the chance to be okay to win the division. Yeah. They could get it. Atlanta's done nothing but play good games this year. I mean, they're kicking themselves for losing that game to New Orleans because they just handed it to the Saints in week one. Yeah. You would be putting one team away and have one more game. You'd be 5-3 sure. today. Sure. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's one I just kind of look at and go, ooh. But, yeah, of course, all hands on deck for game seven. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whatever that takes at that point. But some guys – I mean, if you've – some guys literally can't pitch on one day's rest. They can try, but they're not effective. And in that league, yeah. not effective means – So Wheeler would go game six if it gets there? Yeah, I guess. I mean, not going today, so I guess that's the the plan. I mean, hold on. It might already be out. Just give me one second. We've got time. MLB schedule – 
triple mass says Dennis Allen's not a good head coach. He's he's learning how to be a head coach. Do what? Dennis Allen learning how to be a head coach. Uh, Wheeler versus undecided on Saturday, and then obviously we don't have Sunday announced yeah. yet. Yeah, big game for Philly because if you win tonight, you hand the ball to Zach Wheeler in Game Six and go bring okay, us home. Well, Here we go. If you can get to the finish line, yeah. So no, it should be fun. It's a big weekend. I mean, we said there's. I mean, that SEC slate all weekend is really good. All day Saturday, um, it's a good weekend to just sit back, have a TV or two, and and take it all in. Did you say TV or mimosa? Couldn't I'm both. Okay, because I, I, I could have sworn I heard mimosa. It's a, pro, like, it's okay, a pro sure. mimosa podcast. Yeah, it's more more so than the bloody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bloody Mary, it makes you feel full. Well, you put all the cabbage in there and the pickles and no, the the, just, the cucumbers. If all I the want stuff. all that, I'll just get it and put it on a plate. It's a salad with some tomato juice. Yeah. I don't want, I, Maybe a shrimp. I like the shrimp. But I give me some Prosecco, a little orange juice, a little splash of Grand Marnier or Cointreau, and I'm good. Okay. Watch the morning games. Come up with a, even a more organized Christmas plan, by the way. Oh. Getting the stuff down Friday afternoon. Go ahead and knock it out, that part out. Get it out, and then we can just put it up Saturday. And then the inevitable, I don't have this. I'm missing something. I got to run to Home Depot. Okay. And then I'll get the text. Hey, I'm out here. Do you mind if, sure. Yeah, discount builders or whatever. Yeah, go wherever you need to go. Yeah. Be careful. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Love you. Be careful. Yeah. Which is code for hey, you don't have to keep texting me. It's all good. Do your thing. Yeah. Where's the Where's the blanket? Yeah. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we will uh, We will wrap it there. Back tonight with Henry's guys again. A full slate of podcasts today. Neil and Tyler will be live at one o'clock today on the stream, and then stay locked into the uh, the podcast network as we will have those shows going up as soon as possible throughout the day and into the morning as well. So big weekend, even though Ole Miss does not play. The Rebels in the Tide, November 12th. That's next Saturday, CBS 2.30 for that one. I guess if Ole Miss does get game day, we'd find out on Sunday night or Monday morning, Sunday night. So, Sunday night. Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Saturday. If, it could be late Saturday night into Sunday. If yes. Alabama wins on Saturday, it's hard I will, to see. I will be shocked if game day's not here. If Alabama loses, I don't think game yeah, day Yeah, of course. Comes I here. think it's indicative on Alabama at this point. Yeah. So, all right. Enjoy everybody on the stream and take care. We'll talk to you again very soon. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.